shit that scares us. A podcast about scary stuff. Ah. Hey everyone, welcome back to Shit That Scares Us. Hello. <clears throat> Dance. <laughs> we were just telling Tor that she was going to have to carry carry the intro this week because I am currently sick um, and I got a COVID test today and it got shoved so far up my nose. It's not a joke. It's not a joke. It was the worst. Have you had one? No. Thankfully, no, not? Thank- okay. Thankfully, I live in New Zealand and yes, it sounds really wankery, but um, I have mm. had not i have not needed to have a covid test so um that's oh, i'm grateful because it does not look fun um no, and i'm pretty I, sure they probe your brain <laughs> yeah i thought that people were like over exaggerating what it felt like um and i thought they were probably just going to go up a little bit past you know the, the nostril bit and then swab around for a bit but that oh, she pulls no, they... the bloody swab out and it is so long. I instantly, it just kept coming. It was She was like one of those clowns that's pulling the freaking, so like the silk out of its you, sleeve. You remember, do you remember Matt, that guy that I dated like years ago? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, he got sick one time and I had to take his sorry ass to the hospital. And they yeah. did, um, they did a sinus swab and it was yeah. similar to a COVID test. Um, and I literally could see his like, eyeballs go what the fuck is this as it like yeah. fingered his brain <laughs> oh gosh here's just an FYI everybody don't date people called Matt yes, or Tyler yes. or Kyle <laughs> just as a general rule don't do it or Dave <laughs> or Jordan we could go all day are we just we listing really off all the day. really shit people <laughs> no, I'm kidding. If you had that name, I mean, you're a lovely person. I mean, there's one that deserves a top spot, but I'm I'm worried that like he still kind of stalks me. So, oh Jesus, <laughs> I'm not gonna oh, say his name. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the podcast where we just drag every ex boyfriend we've ever had. It's fun times. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun times. Yeah, don't date um, us. <laughs> oh God. Um, yeah. So I had a yeah that swab. It really just went all the way up there. It felt like they were like stabbing me in the eyeball. Um, but yeah, I don't think I've got COVID. I'm pretty sure I don't. Um, but Zane did get quite sick this week uh, with what looks like a flu. So we just did it to be safe. So we know that we're not um, infecting anyone if we did leave the house, which we're not doing. We're quarantining until we get our test results. Yes, very Good smart. On, yeah. Thank you. Um, yeah, so that's an intro to the podcast. Woo-hoo. How's everyone doing? <laughs> um, doing good, doing good. Uh, currently, it's been a busy fucking week, and I'm ready to murder a couple people. Uh, yeah, so... mood. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but I have been watching some cool, um, some cool stuff on on the Netflix. And <laughs> do tell us, um, Netflix. What is this Netflix you talk about? <laughs> I've never heard of it. So let's. <laughs> sorry <laughs> continue um i've actually started watching handmaid's tale oh you're so late to that party but I i'm know, so excited I'm for you so fucking late to that party i initially saw the trailer when like obviously trump was you know doing his thing presidential oh, yeah. campaign and i was like yeah. sitting there going fuck this this is too real i can't watch it because i know i'm gonna have a panic attack every time i <laughs> read the news oh, mate Um, It is really, it's funny how, like, art imitates life. (laughs) It was so scary because, like, literally it came out as that, like, misogynistic piece of shit was, like, doing his thing. And I'm just Mm. like, this is too real. 
What the yeah, fuck is yeah. happening? Oh, mate. Oh, God, oh, I yeah. love that show so, so much. I never read the books, though. Um, no, neither, neither. I had no idea it was a book. No clue. Yeah, yeah, it's a book book series. Book series. Margaret Atwood? But yeah, um, I'm up to uh, season three so far because, yes, I binged it. <laughs> yes, go off. We love that. Love that and, for you. Um, at this point in time, I'm just kind of like, what the fuck? And I kind of want to <laughs> slap a few people yes. and be like, where's your brain cells? Um, Spoiler alert. It'll <laughs> stay like that until the very end. <laughs> Oh, dude, honestly, I'm just like, I'm going to power through and try and get um to season four tonight because I'm just like, Ugh! ready to, yeah. ready to. Yeah, How good is like the, um, I, f- I noticed at the end of some of the first episodes, the song choice at the end yes. of every episode oh is Oh my God, iconic. it is a vibe. Holy it's shit. It's always such a good song. And you're like, yep, that's it. That's how we're ending. Like, yes, I fucking, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling empowered. <laughs> like, weirdly. I love it. I honestly love it. On a weirder note, like, okay, so this is probably going to be a bit of an unpopular opinion, but mm-hmm. I'm kind of digging the costumes. Okay. So. You have always been a bit of a, like. <laughs> I, no, no, this is more from an Run away to a of, forest. Yeah, run away to a forest. Oh. Like, I've always been cottage cool, <laughs> run away to a forest. Like, give me give me a bonnet and a wagon. Let's do this. Um, no, no, no. But from, like, an art point of view, like. I really like how they have kind of combined this idea of, you know, um, going back to the Dark Ages, but also trying to look, like, modern as fuck. Like, if you if you look at the handmaids, like, yeah, they look like fucking they're going to churn some butter and shit. Like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, butter <laughs> but, churning confirmed. <laughs> but, like, Serena, like, even though her clothing is, I guess, really conservative for, I guess, them – um mm. it's still quite stylish like you've got the cloaks you've got kind of the cloak cape the gloves like she's kind of like this like badass 50s kind of vibe if you if you kind of get my drift i don't know yeah, I, I just yeah. i think it's what really i'm hearing cool. is that you want to be oppressed real bad <laughs> oh yeah oppress me baby <laughs> oh my god Ooh, i'm so sorry to sexual turn. <laughs> oh jeez. what uh, no i totally get what- a good, good, good TV shows with good art, um, art direction. I feel like yeah, yeah. I, I feel like they, they kind good. of like combine those two themes, um, really well. I what have I have I watched anything this week? Honestly, no. I keep reading. Honest, I've got a problem where I can't stop reading um, fantasy romance books. Like I'm getting really addicted to it, and it's problematic because I need to be <laughs> reading like proper literature for school, and all I can do is read books about fairies. Um, who are like 500 years old dating like women in their 20s and they have like some undeniable mating bond but also it's like sort of problematic like I can't stop reading them oh my <laughs> god yeah um, <laughs> I'm just like all I'm but- thinking about is like your partner's gonna have to like either sprout wings or age like 500 <laughs> years <laughs> <laughs> honestly get on book talk i swear to god it's my it's my people my people are on book talk i, I, I love it i think the best tiktok that i've seen so far from book talk is that uh ladies don't watch their porn they read it <laughs> oh hell yes there's nothing better than having a a steamy little like a steamy little bedside table book ready on the go you know Do what you, i mean it's great I don't, oh fuck um just speaking of books have you did you ever get like um any books from like arnie jackie you know what? No, but I did get books from Auntie Jackie's our grandma's sister, by the way, everybody. Um, 
But I did get books from, like, book vouchers from Nana Teeth, who was also our grandma. The nickname, I don't know where it comes from. Uh, she had false, she and Granddad had both had false teeth. That's why they were called Granddad Teeth and Nana Teeth. I don't know. Yeah, we called her. Have you ever thought about how weird that is? That we I don't called know. our great grandparents teeth? <laughs> I think it makes sense to my five year old brain, but yeah. Um, but yeah. no, going back to uh, Anna Jackie, um, she gave me these books, which I will give you. Um, when I next see you, and mm. they're by Nora Roberts, but it's oh god, I no. know, I know, <laughs> no, not Nora Roberts. Dude, no, I, I but Nora Roberts is so on brand for women in their like sixties. So on brand, so on brand. Dude, I read these when I was like fifteen, sixteen, and shit me, I was blushing. Like they, oh, god. they're so good. I highly, I highly recommend. I need to send you some fairy porn real quick. (laughs) (laughs) I need to send it to you. (laughs) I need to send you some Akatar, (laughs) maybe some from Blood and Ash. I need to send you some straight fairy porn because you'll never be the same after. Anyway. Oh my God, no. (laughs) Never be the same. (laughs) Uh, Moving on. Moving on. (laughs) Oh my God, they probably Um, think we're such perverts. (laughs) No, I swear. This is my authentic self. Come at me. I will never apologize for the book choices that I read. I spent so long trying to be like, yes, all I read is Pride and Prejudice. And while I love Pride and Prejudice, that hand, the hand flex in Pride and Prejudice, the Mm -hmm. film, oh, iconic. The female gaze is literally just hands. I swear to God. Um, but yeah, ever since I, I, I would always try to be like, yeah, the classics. And I know for a fact that I barely read any of the classics. I'll be honest. It's all I mean, just. I can't yeah. talk. I mean, I've, I've watched True Blood and it's essentially like live action. Oh, forms. hell yeah. You're, you're <laughs> like, you're like my people, but just like on the slightly different, like I, I'm also your people because I also enjoy that in television. But what I'm saying is this group is just like the television translated to books. Mm. Uh, Yeah. Where people really go like 600 pages talking about fairy sex. Anyway. Love it. Love hope it. my mum's not listening to this. You know what? No. Mum can listen. I hope dad's not listening to this. Hi. <laughs> Exit now. Dad, please don't. Shit. I actually don't know if my dad's actually listened to an episode. Um, I mean, they all fo- they all follow like. The podcast they're they're performative supporters that's all yeah they are. i don't know if any of them actually listened um family will be like that i don't know if this is just trauma but i'll be like to my friends oh hey did you see that work that i was in and they're like yeah yeah it was great i loved it and then i'm like hey to my family did you see that work that i was in and they're like you were working i didn't know I'm like, great <laughs> feels good feels so good so supportive ignore me <laughs> yeah i know fucking hell that doesn't include you you're always supportive it's fine Thank you. I love it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, today, that was our long-winded way of saying welcome to the freaking podcast, y'all. Hi. Welcome. <laughs> we're doing uh, something pretty cool today. This is very, we're, we're using personal stories uh, from people we know today. Um, and I don't know what we're technically calling this episode, but it's kind of ghost vibes. Yeah, like ghostly encounters. Yeah, ghostly encounters. Um, and the, these are people that we actually know. So I'm excited. I'm really excited. Um, get ready to, I hope you're listening to this at nighttime. Maybe grab a blanket. And a diaper. Or like, yeah, <laughs> just way to, way to really ruin the vibe, eh? I'm just imagining some millennials like snuggling down with like a cup of tea and then getting ready and you're like a diaper. <laughs> just... Sorry. 
You're going to shit your pants, everyone. Get excited. <laughs> oh, God. God. Okay. Um, Vic is going first today um, in, oh, the, in, the, in the spirit of switching over. Uh, I'm ready. Take it away. Okie dokie. So this story is like, I'm kind of involved in the story, but it's more my mum's story. Um, I was just a participant in this thing. Um, <laughs> if that makes sense. <laughs> it does. <laughs> okay, so um, it's the early 2000s. I think I'm probably about five or six um, at the time. And my uncle Ernie, um, I'm not actually sure if he really is my uncle, but like he's related to my family somehow. Uh, he's One just of those part- ones, though. Yeah, yeah. One, one of those ones. It's weird, though, because like... Us Kiwis, we also, I don't know if it's the same for a lot of other cultures, but, like, it's also a term of, like, respect or endearment. Like, my mum's best friends, who she's had since, you know, she was a kid, I call them uncles as well. Yeah. Even though they're yeah. not my uncles. So, yeah. Um, it could be that kind of thing. But anyway, Uncle Ernie, unfortunately, has passed away uh, from Legionnaire's disease. And if you are wondering what Legionnaire's disease is, it is a type of pneumonia um, that you develop if you accidentally kind of inhale potting mix um it's caused by a bacteria so yeah basically if you're planting flowers do it in an open air space don't do it in a shed because you will fuck your lungs learn something today anyway um so this may sound horrible but i was kind of excited as a five-year-old to be going on a road trip uh oh fuck yeah funerals are so cool you're like dead dead body hell yeah Exactly, I want to see one exactly. so bad. <laughs> uh, so I was super excited because, like, um, it was just mum, myself, and my little brother. Um, I think he was, like, two? No. If I was five, yeah, no, he was, like, a couple months old. He was literally just, like, a, a ball of fluff. Um, but, yeah, I was super excited because, like, road trips with mum are fun. It meant that I got to sit in the front seat and um, I got to pick the music. And if you guys remember, back in the day, we had CDs. Yeah. <laughs> Now 25. (laughs) Oh my god, don't even start. I love that those CDs with like so much passion. So good. Anyway, um, (sighs) so my mom, my baby brother, and I clambered in the car and we headed off to Taramanui, which is where the funeral was being held. Um, the road was long and windy and it was through beautiful native New Zealand bush. It was misty and eerie. It was winter at the time, and the clouds literally hung so low. They almost, like, were hugging the hills. Like, think of the most creepy, misty forest you can picture Mm. in your brain. I was driving Mm. through that as a (laughs) five-year-old. Love it. Love it. Um, I'm in here. I'm in in it. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Go. The rain was hitting against the windscreen as we drove through one small town after the other. They were so empty. And apart from the occasional gas station, I literally didn't see anyone. It was like they'd all vanished. It was really creepy. Um, My mum and I definitely felt the unease in the atmosphere. And uh, we just kind of tried to keep the conversation going. So, you know, kill them creepy vibes. Anyway, as we were coming out of, like, the last small town, um, out of nowhere, a hawk flew into our windscreen. Like, literally flew straight out at us into our windscreen thankfully um it didn't break it just kind of like dinged off i don't think it was big enough but needless to say we all kind of like shed ourselves a little bit it's like yay more creepy stuff <laughs> holy shit um if anyone's wondering a hawk is a type of like uh falcony bird in new zealand um mm. 
So yeah, they're like we don't have none of those none of those eagles, right? We don't have eagles, right? <laughs> I think we did, but like they, they, they're extinct. Like we we had the, that eagle. big eagle, right? Yeah, a, huge a big one. brown one. Yeah. It was like the size bigger than an albatross, but like yeah, it's extinct now. Um. Anyway, so like after the hawk hit our windscreen, I don't really remember much from that trip after that. I I mean I was five at the time, so like. The fact that I can remember this at all is a miracle. <laughs> mm. But um, I'm assuming that I must have like fallen asleep and then, you know, we've magically arrived in the place. What I do remember is the funeral. It was a massive brown church, um, brown on the outside and like this creamy brown, I guess, timber on the inside with like dark wooden pews um, and stained glass windows that like loomed over you. I, As a five-year-old, like it just... It felt so huge in comparison mm. to myself. And um, I, the only way I can describe it is, like, if you think of Alice in Wonderland when she drank the potion to, like, oh, yeah, shrink herself down, small. like, that is, like, yeah. how small I felt. This funeral was probably the first time that I'd actually seen a dead body or a dead person. Um, up until that point, I don't think I've actually been to any, any funerals prior. I don't actually remember Uncle Ernie as a person apparently he knew me as a baby um but i i don't remember him whatsoever but i do remember feeling quite sad for this stranger he did look peaceful surrounded by all these flowers and beautiful photos of him and his family and friends and some of the accomplishments that he'd you know achieved whilst he was alive um one picture that i remember very clearly is a massive portrait of him and some type of fish um <laughs> I know, so, I know, the classic, classic dude, Tinder profile, here's, here's me To the fish. grave. <laughs> I will show pictures of my fish to the literal fucking grave, is what every man said ever. Continue, Pretty much. Sorry. Um, so yeah, him holding a, a fish and rocking his signature black singlet and stubbies. Um, Love it. I'm not sure if you know this, but stubbies are a type of short in New Zealand. They're like a really short, short rugby short. And um, yeah, he was pretty much wearing that look in every single one of his photos he it was his uh, signature look <laughs> love um, that for him yeah i know it's such a kiwi thing eh? <laughs> the canterbury stubbies like the yeah. four colored one or the two double colored ones oh my god oh it's too funny um so as the service was about to begin my little brother who was like teething at the time he decided that you know what fuck this i've had enough and he starts to cry um my mum decided to take him outside so he didn't disrupt the service um, and then after the service, my auntie took me out to meet my mum. So I kind of stayed and I don't really remember it. I, it was a lot of hymns, a lot of singing, a um, couple of people kind of talking, you know, typical funeral stuff, nothing really too creepy standout-ish. But this is mm -hmm. where things kind of get weird. So when I got outside to meet my mum and my little brother, she was like white as a sheet. Now, I'd never seen my mum so freaked in her life. Like this woman was tough as nails. And Brits can vouch for that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Your mum scares me so much, but I love her. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is the person that I would send after my nightmares and the shadow in my closet. Like, she was balls to the wall. And it wasn't until years later as a teenager that I discovered what it was that actually terrified her so much. Um, so what had happened is when she took my brother outside, uh, there on the other side of the road, she saw Uncle Ernie in his stubbies and singlet. 
he just popped in to check on everybody. <laughs> yeah, um, it's it's really weird. Like she she literally cannot say that it wasn't anyone else. Like it was definitely him. Like he was wearing his you know singlet and stubbies. Like just staring at the church. Like literally, if you take the photo of the fish, that was that was him, dressed standing <laughs> across the road, staring at the church. Can you imagine if he had his fish? Oh my god, yeah, the fish was there with him. (laughs) Yeah, so he just kind of stood there staring. And from what mum could kind of see, you know, he didn't appear to notice her. But he was fixed on the church. Like, his gaze did not move. And she said that he stayed there until the service had finished. And then just, she looked back as the doors to the church were opening. And then looked back across the tree and he was gone. And she's never seen him since. But that is, like, I guess the one kind of real ghost thing that's connected to my family. And my mum swears that that was definitely Uncle Ernie. And it couldn't be anyone else. Oh, my God. Yeah. I had no idea that that story existed. Honestly, I, I had no idea. And it was so weird finding out years later as well. Like, we were literally just sitting down at dinner, I think. And um, Uncle Aaron was saying that like you know he had had some weird experiences while he was you know um in a particular part of the country uh and yeah mum just piped up was like oh yeah well i saw uncle ernie <laughs> at his oh funeral God. and everyone's just kind of like sorry what with a giant fucking marlin just exactly. slung across his shoulder Actually, I think it might have been a snapper that was in the photo just to be. Oh, Kiwi to the end, I tell you. You know what? I just want everybody to know uh, the one and only time that I've ever seen a dead body was when I was. uh, Oh, God. No, yeah. You shut (laughs) your fucking mouth. This is what happened, everybody. Victoria has literally (laughs) scarred me for life. Our great grandmother um, passed away, Nana Teeth. Uh, and our she was a lovely lady used to give me book vouchers all the time always had licorice all sorts in a jar she also had a set of stairs that had that that uh thing that you sit on it to get up which was always really fun Um, no it's like the thing that you sit on this it's like attached to the side of the stairs for people who can't walk up and down stairs she had that in her house for a bit which was great good fun also shouldn't have used it so much probably broke it but um (laughs) I know. So, so we had the wake for her, which was also the time in which uh, people were saying there are goodbyes, and we get to our one of our family members' houses where this wake was taking place. Um, and Victoria tells me, oh, "Hey, can you should go get was it Monopoly from the other room?" And so I go, "Great, I'll do that." And I walk into the other room, the sun room, and there, lying in the coffin, is our great great grandmother, just dead in a coffin. And I literally screamed and ran out of the room. It traumatized me for life. And that's how that's when Victoria told me she knew that there was, you know, a dead body in the room. Yeah, no, I'm an arsehole. I'm sorry. Yeah, rip. <laughs> I have nightmares. No, I don't. But I did. I'm just like waiting for all the shade in the comments. Like fucking hell, man. <laughs> this bitch. I feel like I feel like Nanda Teeth probably would have laughed. To be completely honest, because every other member of the family laughed at me. Aww. Every single one. It's fine. Oh, Cries off to sleep every night. It's cool. I'm not going to lie. It's it's definitely weird, like, seeing a dead body. I remember um, seeing, like, my uh, other great nana from my mum's side. Um, mm. She passed away in hospital, and all of us were there kind of when she was passing. And I remember my mum's mum, her daughter, um, 
saying like you know it's okay mum like you, you can let go now you know you can let go oh fuck no and it's just it's gut wrenching and it's really sad but it's also kind of beautiful in the sense that it's just like anxiety she's holding out for <laughs> Sorry. everyone to say goodbye but um literally she, as soon as my my um nana said that my great grandma literally like just that last breath of air just kind of oh. came out and nah don't don't she went from like yellow to gray. Nah. And I'm like, oh God, I need to leave. I'm wheezing. <laughs> I can't. I just can't. I can't but do yeah, it. But yeah, I mean, after Nana Teeth, I just, yeah, I couldn't. I can't. I Body's can't look at people. Yeah. Neither. I don't want to do it. Not it's a just, fan. It's unsettling because it's just like they look. I mean, I know they're dead, but dead? they look too alive, if that makes sense. Yeah, they look like they could, like, when no one else is looking, they just, like, open their eyes, stare at you, and then when everyone exactly, turned like, back, they'd shut them. There's a difference between, like, a, a mannequin and, obviously, a dead body. Like, a mannequin, you're like, okay, it's an object, it's definitely dead, but, like, it's, yeah, it's uh, it's too much humanist still. Oh, God. Anyway, <laughs> moving on from dead bodies. Um, uh, that was great. I really enjoyed that. I hope Ernie doesn't just show up one day to be like, sorry, I'm back to you, you know? <laughs> Oh, that would God. be scary as fuck. But, yeah, no, I'm, I'm good, thanks. <laughs> um, I have a story today uh, from a friend of mine who sent me her own story, um, and I'm going to read it as she sent it to me. Um, she sent this to me on uh, in April, actually, 1st of April. I got this message. Very excited to read it. Uh, she said that I can share her name. So her first name is Natalia. Um, Natalia and I went to school together. We won't say the name of the school just for privacy reasons because Vic also went there as well. Um, but we all went to a similar school. It was one of those schools that's from primary school to um, to high school. So it goes all the way through all of the grades. Sorry to, uh, and, sorry to interject. Yeah, yeah. I'm just like scratching my brain here. So, uh, so I obviously the same school. I know the one that you're thinking of. Mm. Did I meet her? You might have. She's she's a year older than me, and you were a year younger than me. So you might not have, um, you might not have crossed paths necessarily. Ah, yeah. oh, fuck no! Uh, sorry, I can't for the life of me remember her. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Continue. No, 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 no. She's she's great. When I think of Natalia, I think of someone who's very driven. Um, she is a really big fan of horror. Um, she's very fashionable. She's just generally a really great, cool person. And I would have had no idea that she was, um, or had dealt with this until she told me, which I think is one of the interesting things about stuff like this is that sometimes people don't talk about it, uh, because of, you know, how people perceive them afterwards. Mm. Um, but here on this podcast, we're all in it together. We're all going through it, you know? (laughs) So, um, I'm going to read you her story. So she she begins, okay, so story time. This actually happened while we were at school. I had that weird feeling that everyone could relate to, I think, where it's like you turn off the lights at night and something is watching you and stalking you. So what happens, I felt like it, sometimes in the senior college of the school that we all went to, was that a lot of people used to say that we were, there were ba- a lot of bad vibes there. Um, oh, yeah. And there were always these like stories where people said horrible things that happened on the land and stuff like that. I don't know if that's true or not, but uh, a I few of us felt had it in the gym. Did you ever feel weird in the gym? Yeah, but that might have just been the gym teachers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, just kidding. Uh, don't sue us. Anyway, um, so she says, uh, you know, I had that weird feeling that everyone can relate to. I think where it's like you turn off the lights at night and something is watching you um, or stalking you. 
I used to get super paranoid as my dad and my stepmom were shift workers in the service, two days on, two nights on, four days off. I went from being unbothered about them working nights to hating it. So I did what anyone would do to feel safe. I locked my cat in my room with me when I went to sleep. <laughs> and then she's done like a shrug emoji, which I feel like you could relate to a lot right there. Yep. yep. <laughs> cat things. Cat things. Um, I found my cat as a stray and he was extremely nocturnal and hated it. Um, so obviously cat's like, you motherfucker, I want to be outside so bad right now. There's mice, there's mice and birds and lots of bugs that I just yeah, want to chomp on. Yeah, it's like I got cat on. shit to do. Yeah, yeah, cat shit, exactly. Got a cat meeting. That's what they do at nighttime. <laughs> they just head off to The uh, Grand cat. Council of Meows. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And they have a board meeting and the snacks include uh, rabbit and uh crickets and whiskers yep sometimes an old sock because cats do love an old sock really? um maybe that was just the last cat that i had <laughs> i am a bit of a dog person so maybe i'm getting my wires crossed here anyway um so i found my cat as a stray and he was extremely nocturnal and hated it so after a few attempts i tried uh to get over the silly fear of the dark um, and tried to be rational I was 16, maybe 17, and had never had this fear before. From the moment I tried to sleep without him, I'd wake up randomly in the night, normally around 3am, which is pretty close to the witching hour, and there was an old lady sitting in a chair at the end of my bed. And each night I had this vision, if you want to call it that. Every night she would get a little closer to the side of the bed where my head was facing, near the headboard. Now, I never got any horrific feelings. It was more of a shock of, what the hell? Uh, turns on the lamp by the side of your bed. You know what I mean? Like when you wake up and you're like, you have to immediately put the lights on to see what, what's going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so she, she says she'd, she'd wake up. She was shocked. She'd turn on the lamps by the side of her bed. Um, and of course, nothing was there. It was super inconsistent. Like I'd go a week without it happening. And then it would happen three nights in a row. But during the day, I would completely forget about it. Anyway, winter came and I was injured from netball. My cat had started to sleep with me more, which he normally did if I was unwell or injured or if it was raining outside. I didn't have that vision for a while and I completely forgot about it. Until one night, my cat was on the bed with me and suddenly he jumped up. It shook the bed and I saw her again. But this time she was really close. I turned on the light, and again, of course, she was gone. I remember looking at my cat, and his eyes hadn't moved from the spot that she had been in. I had to calm him down, but he was super uneasy the rest of the night. In the morning, he completely forgot about it. The night that followed that one, it haunted me for a very long time. Like I'm actually really uncomfortable right now, and I feel physically ill as I'm typing this to you. It was pissing down with winter weather. My parents were both doing a night shift and my cat was acting super weird all night, like walking around, looking everywhere, being super unsettled. The other cat gapped it out of the house, which gapped it is a very Kiwi, Kiwi saying there. The other cat that they had gapped it out of the house and the dog just went to my parents' room as they both normally did. When I went to bed, I turned off all the lights and my cat came with me. I crashed and suddenly I woke from a deep sleep to my cat hissing. I could feel his paws on me. 
He was standing up. When I slowly opened my eyes, I saw this shadow, and I knew it was the lady in the chair. But this time, she was right by my bed. For the first time, I even took in how she looked. I was terrified. I felt like I was in trouble. I felt like it was pure evil in front of me, and that she was going to hurt me. My cat hissed again with that, that warning meow, and I quickly saw her properly for the first time. She'd always come in before as a shadow. She looked like something literally out of a horror movie, with an absolute evil intention um, in her eyes and a massive smirk on her face. In a second, she launched at me from the chair, and I just managed to turn on the light by my bedside table before she touched me. When the light was on, I know, when the light was on, nothing was there. The dog started barking suddenly, and I ran down the stairs. My cat jumped off the bed and started inspecting, and I just completely froze. I normally slept with the curtains open, a detail I forgot to mention before, sorry, I love that. And I felt like something was outside, but it was it was standing up. It was a female dressed in black. Then I felt like it had tricked me into letting it get closer by acting like it was an elderly woman. I let the dog into my room and the other cat had come inside and was in the hallway. When I turned back, I avoided looking outside and both the cat and the dog were frozen looking at the same spot. I kept looking at them and closed the curtains but felt like something was watching me the entire time. For the first time ever, all three animals slept in my room with me. From that point on, if I was sleeping in a room by myself, I'd sleep with the light on and the curtains or the blinds shut. Whenever the lights were being switched off, I always felt like I was being watched and stalked to my room. When I lived with myself for three months in 2019, I felt like I was going a little insane and being super paranoid about it, to be honest. I actually slept in the lounge for the first two weeks because I felt so uneasy about sleeping in one of the rooms upstairs. It was a three-bedroom house. Um, Anyway, I had someone move in with me and the problem was solved. Fast forward to the first few weeks of me living in this beautiful home in 2020, I had grown accustomed to sleeping with a light on. I felt super safe in this house. There's a beautiful view view for my French doors and big windows, the moonlight would shine in. I decided to sleep with the curtains open, completely forgetting about why I had always shut them at night for years. That night I woke up in a panic and saw a lady standing up in the moonlight about halfway down the side of my bed slowly moving closer. She was wearing a long black dress slash jacket, and her head was covered by a veil, but I felt for some reason like it was the same shadow of the lady that whose presence I'd felt before. I turned on my lamp by my bed, and she was gone. But everything came back to me, and I was absolutely panicked again. Especially when I looked at my phone to check the time, and it was just after 3 a.m., I started sleeping with the lights on, but the curtains open, every night, and I actually tried praying consistently. When I prayed, I felt protected and safe, and I fell asleep with ease. If I didn't, I struggled to sleep. Now I am able to sleep occasionally with the lights off, but I don't like to push it, and I trust my gut vibe. It tells me when I can, and and when I can't, if that makes any sense. So... That's the story Natalia then goes on to say, these are the things that I've linked it to in no particular order of beliefs.
Number one, my Tongan side really believes in witchcraft and witch doctors. They believe that other members uh, may have cursed our family. Number two, my mum used to tell me that my Nana would visit me when she passed away um, and, and tell me not to be scared, which is why I think this thing presented itself originally as an older lady, except I knew that she wasn't my Nana, but I, it still fe felt like safe and, and peaceful um, and unemotional when I did see her initially. And three, I was going through a real bad headspace in both of those times. I think I was vulnerable. Yeah, so she sent that to me and I was initially, I was like, fuck, like, eh. I was like, it could be sleep paralysis as well. I asked her if it happened when she'd sleep with other people in the room and she said no to that. Um, and I did look up uh, a little bit about, I didn't want to look too much into Tongan beliefs around death because I, I'm not sure if it's a closed practice and I don't want to, you know, like go into, you know, uh, cultures uh, yeah, private yeah, beliefs. No, I understand. But yeah. um, I did look up and basically, basically in Polynesian legends, ghosts were often involved in the affairs of their living. Um, and they also might have been known to cause sickness or even invade the, the body of ordinary people um, and were driven out through strong um, traditional medicine. Um, and also in terms of the witching hour that she mentions, the witching hour uh, the witching hour is typically between 3 and 4 a.m. Um, it's associated with supernatural events whereby witches, demons, and ghosts are thought to appear um, and be their most powerful, and black magic is thought to be the most effective at this time due to the veil between the worlds being thinner. That's what you know, legend says about it. Um, mm. But yeah, she speaks about her, her obviously her Tongan roots, which I think there's a lot of weight in that as well. Um, I didn't want to look too much into it because I don't know what's closed and what's not in terms of beliefs. I don't want to just, you know, be that person who goes and um, yeah, no, understandable. Yeah, researches yeah. into something that's supposed to be private or closed. Um, yeah, um, what, what, what are we going to say? I mean. If she's still experiencing these things, uh, there's two ways of going about it. Um, one, if she feels that it is connected to her um, heritage, I would highly suggest seeking out someone uh, that knows about those, I guess, types of um, beliefs and um, traditional medicine in, in terms of that. Um, mm. Just because they're probably going to be your best mm. bet on... Uh, I guess figuring it out or at least getting it to, to leave you alone um, but uh, in personal experience um, when it comes to something negative being in the home an example of that so years back uh, Matt who's <laughs> come up now twice I, on the podcast oh, wow <laughs> Matt and I, uh, we went up to Nana's house for a, a long weekend getaway um, just because we couldn't actually get out of Auckland and we brought Moo with us. Um, I think it was the first time she saw grass. It was great. Um, but some weird shit happened in the house while we were there. Nana wasn't there. It was just us. Um, and so we were staying in the guest part of the house and we'd had dinner, um, dessert, watched a movie, we were heading to bed. And I went around the house and checked all the doors were locked. You know, it's a farmhouse. You don't want to leave anything open. Um, and literally the next morning, those, I guess, uh, latch doors down by the garage. You remember those? Yeah. yeah. They were wide open. Yeah. The bolt had been pulled um, and they were wide open. And you can only open them from the inside. If the, like, with the latch and the floor and stuff like that. 
Um, and it happened twice, two nights that we'd stayed there. And I hadn't gone up. Matt doesn't sleepwalk. And I was like, okay, this is annoying. No one else is in the house. And I literally said out loud into the space, hi, I am so-and-so's granddaughter. I'm staying here for the weekend. I'd appreciate it if you stop messing with the place. I'd like to get some sleep and not have to stress about my grand's property. And it didn't happen for the rest of the weekend. Like, it was sorted. So, yeah, definitely setting your intentions, I find, can help. And also, like, I believe that Natalia, when she mentioned that she was praying as well, so whether that's, like, obviously whatever belief system you adhere to, like, if you're experiencing any negative energy, like, obviously no one would ever say, hey, like go outside of your belief system and seek help from someone that you don't trust or you don't feel like has your, yeah. Exactly, yeah. Everything is achievable uh, within your belief system, I, I feel like. Um, yeah, go go about it how you feel yeah. most comfortable, but I would definitely, um, if you're still, you know, experiencing this and it's causing you a lot of distress, there's no harm in actually trying to get some help for it. It's funny because I know a lot of people who are real, like, like I'm a, I would say that I'm a believer in the supernatural to an extent. Um, mm. But I also think that the line between uh, unexplainable and, you know, like the laws of the universe also contribute to some of the stuff. Do you know what I mean? And general universe stuff, general world stuff. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, get um, what you mean. I feel like they're not as, you know, like science and the supernatural aren't as like, yeah, what's the word I'm looking for? Divorced, maybe, as people think. It's, it's not divided, there's crossovers. Yeah, to, to, yeah, for sure. Um, and I know a lot of sciencey people who really just, like, shit on this kind of stuff. And I totally get it. Like, that is your prerogative. I know that you've mm. spent a lot of your life, like, really learning about one specific thing. And that's great. But also, um, the human mind is pretty wild. And whatever ways you take, you know, precautions to cope, I think, is a is a appropriate as long as it's not hurting anybody else as well yeah Um, like I mean I I I'm open-minded but I'd like to say I have a healthy respect for things in general mm. um and there's some things that I just won't fuck with not not because I'm scared of them it's more the fact that my logical brain is like there is a potential for this to actually be a thing as well as also not being a thing just just keep an open mind yeah why not you know what's the like yeah so, I mean, if I if I feel comfortable enough, like, obviously up at Nana's house, like, mm. standing my ground and be like, hey, I'm here too. Um, don't fuck with me. Mm. Like, I'll, I'll do that. But otherwise, if I don't feel safe in doing so, and I feel like I could potentially be bringing more backlash. Um, and it's not it's not out of a fear thing. It's, it's more like a, a gut feeling of, like, maybe I shouldn't poke this bear. Mm. <laughs> I think whatever anybody does in any t- at any time to make themselves feel comfortable or safe is appropriate, you know? Like, yeah. Yeah. I lived next door and I used to get really strange vibes. There's a big forest on the back of the house. So oh, God, yeah. I used to sleep because our bed was uh, feet towards the valley, back against, um, head against the forest. I used to sleep so terribly because there's just something about I don't know. Like I love, I have a healthy respect for forests and I feel like I really enjoy them. And I, but also there's something very like, I don't know, like primal and sort of yeah intense it's, it's, that really throws me off. Of, I think it goes back to maybe our reptile brain where it's mm. like, 
you know, it's unexplored territory. We have to be cautious of it. We can't actually see clearly. Like, we can maybe see, you know, a couple trees in, and mm. that's about it. So I think that's probably where it comes from. It's just like our, our reptilian brain, like, being extra cautious. Absolutely, yeah. I've always felt really safe, like, living in cities. Like, not necessarily walking around in cities, but having a place that there's a lot of human noise around. Um, mm. For me, it, it has always made me feel way more com- comfortable. And but I've lived in the country most of my life, so it's it's weird. Like it's a weird. I, I think say it's just the silence that can kind of make us uneasy, just because we don't have that noise pollution. Yeah. When we're out in the country. Yeah. Like I find now, as an adult, like I mean, when I lived out in Pine Valley, um, when I'd get home, like if Mum was out doing something or getting groceries or whatever, and I was home by myself for a little bit, I would always put the TV on. Like I'd need that background noise because the quiet is where my brain starts to make shit up that it shouldn't. Mm. <laughs> and yeah. I find even now in town, like living, um, you know, near the city, the the noise is definitely helpful. Like, yeah, sure, my house does get quiet from time to time, and you know, I'll put some music on or whatever, but it doesn't. I don't get that unsettling feeling as much as I did when I lived out in the country, if that makes sense. Yeah, I know. I so know what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> oh, as much as I always say, like, I'd love to live in the countryside, like I do, but also I don't know if I could do it. It's you're very, like, away from society. Isolated. Yeah, yeah, isolated. Like, it's a dream until you uh, spend, you know, a month or two there and you're like, well, there's no one around. <laughs> um, and you yeah, get very it's, like, it's, it's good for a vacay. And <laughs> yeah. That, that, those were our stories. Those are some scary fucking stories. Thank you so much, uh, uh, Natalia, for letting me tell that story. I know you might not yeah, listen to you, this. Hun. Yeah, Yeah, she's, she wasn't sure if she was going to tune in because obviously hearing this kind of stuff back is a lot harder. Um, but we're here with you. And you know what? We're sending out good vibes. That's what we're doing. I smoke yeah, cleanse all, the, all my all jewelry. The- you should, <laughs> I will smoke cleanse jewelry for you when I come home. I swear to God, I'll deliver it, hand deliver it to you. I feel like when you have someone that believes you and supports you, it's definitely helpful. So yeah, you are definitely not on your own for this. Exactly. And that's the message we want to send is like, if you have any crazy stories, whether they be about, you know, this specific kind of thing, whether they be about other, you know, scary things that have happened to you in the past and you feel like you've had, you have a story that you've always really wanted to tell, um, make sure that you send it to us if you feel comfortable and we'll always, um, we'll always strive to make sure that we, you know, give you like a, a voice on a podcast if that's something that you think that might help you in any way. We're happy to do that. Um, and we like to talk about stuff because it makes us all feel less alone, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> we're all alone, huh? But we're not. <laughs> that's the lesson I've learned today. Oh, uh, yeah. But yeah, thank you guys for, for tuning in. And um, yeah, hopefully. Uh... Sleep well? Is there a funny joke <laughs> yeah. that you have, maybe? like an upbeat story that you have i feel like we need to like do a handmaid's tale and like finish with some upbeat music yeah. <laughs> it's like, here's the really intense shit but hey walking on sunshine <laughs> uh, oh well positive oh sending God, positive vibes that i can't sing <laughs> 
sending positive vibes to everybody that just listened. We're all going to do exactly the same thing, which is uh, log off this and feel super uncomfy for like two hours, props. So you're not alone. Yeah, I'm going to go watch some <laughs> Disney movies and make myself feel better. Yeah. Everybody go watch uh, My Little Pony. I feel like that'll really perk things up. Yes. Oh my God, yes. Um, Saddle Club. Oh, fucking yep. Get all that. Max Regnery, I love you, man. I don't know where you are in the world right now, but oh my, that was my first love. I'll be honest. Yes. It's a TV show about horses, everybody that doesn't know, and you should definitely watch it on YouTube. I mean, what? <laughs> watch it, buy the DVDs, maybe. It's legal. Shameless plug. <laughs> All right, everybody, thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.